This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of my podcast. It is week four of the NFL season, and as I have done in the first three weeks this season, I will be giving you my picks and predictions for NFL week four. Speaking of picks, make sure you go and check out pickemwars.com. They have free-to-play contests. They have NFL. They have college football. They do other sports as well, UFC, baseball. Free-to-play contests, real cash prizes. So if you want to test your sports knowledge and try to get paid in the process, go check out pickemwars.com. Okay, now before I get into my picks for week four, I do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by La Touraine, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. You can check them out at latourain.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. And then when you're ready to check out, use my promo code. It's simple, three capital letters, A-H-S. Use that code at checkout and it will get you you 10% off your entire order at latourain.com. I would also like to take a moment to thank everybody who came out and supported on the Rave On Sports app for the Cowboys game so far. I've been hosting on the Rave On Sports app. It's live chat, live trash talk, all the action happening live. I've been hosting Dallas Cowboys games. I am off this week. I will not be hosting the Cowboys game this week, but I will be back. So make sure you check them out and follow me there. Rave On Sports. You can download it on Apple, on Google, and follow me at Adam Holt sports on the Ravon Sports app. Okay, with all of that being said, let's now get into this NFL Week 4 episode where I'll be making my picks. Let's recap last week. We had a really bad Week 3. Terrible week for us. We went 1-4 in in our 5 picks. The one game that I won was the Dallas Cowboys game. The Cowboys dominated the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Easily covered the point spread in that one. But then the other 4 games, we lost all 4. And to be completely honest, we were not even close on any of the 4 losses that we had. We got blown away on them. That's Okay, we moved to 9-12 and 12 so far on this season. We will be looking to bounce back this week, get back on the right track, get back in the win column. But so far, through three weeks, we sit at 9-12. and 12. Okay, with all of that being said, let's get into week four now. We'll start with the 1 o'clock games on Sunday. And the first game that I like is the Chicago Bears playing at home against the Detroit Lions. Look, the Lions are 0-3, but they have played better than an 0-3 record. They've actually looked more impressive than I thought that they would this year. They didn't get a win yet, but they did hang tough in all three of their games so far. They put up 33 points in a loss to the 49ers. They hung around for the first half against the Packers before the Packers kind of ran away in the second half. And then in week three, they almost beat the Baltimore Ravens, but Justin Tucker hit a game-winning kick that set a new NFL record for longest field goal ever made. Justin Tucker's the best kicker of all time. He made that field goal, won that game for the Ravens. So again, Again, the Lions have hung pretty tough in all three games, even though they haven't come out with a win. While the Bears have been a bit of a mess through three games, they have played a tougher schedule. Their two losses being against the Rams and the Browns, two teams that most likely will be playoff teams this year and towards the top of their conferences. They lost both of those games by 20 points each. Last week against the Browns was embarrassing. The Browns' defensive line and pass rush was all over the Bears, all over Justin Fields and his first start. 
start. The Bears could not block anybody in that game. They almost got their rookie quarterback killed. Terrible game for the Bears last week. Their one win so far came the week before against the Bengals. They grinded out a 20-17 victory. So they do sit at 1-2 compared to the Lions 0-3. The Lions have hung pretty tough in their games even though they haven't gotten a win. The Bears have been a mess in two out of their three games and then they did get one of the wins. But look, I think this is going to kind of be a get-right game for the Bears. It's a divisional opponent, one that they're very familiar with. They get to play at home in Chicago. I think their defense is going to show up big time for this one. I still don't like the Lions offense at all. They really don't have any weapons in the passing game besides their tight end TJ Hawkinson. Their one-two punch at running back with Swift and Williams is pretty good, but I think that the Bears defense is going to be able to handle that situation. I think it's going to be a difficult day for Jared Goff at quarterback. I think the Bears defense will get after him. They might force a couple of turnovers in this one. And then on offense for the Bears, I think David Montgomery can have a big day running the ball. He's looked great so far this year. He was great last year as well. And then the guy that the Bears need to get going on offense is Allen Robinson. He is their most talented player on offense. He's their best wide receiver. He's a superstar. He's off to a very, very slow start to this season. I think they're going to try to get him involved early and often in this one. Could be a breakout game for Allen Robinson. Whether it's Dalton or Fields at quarterback, Matt Nagy has not named who's going to be the starter yet. I like the Bears to win this game with Dalton. I like them even better with Fields for all the reasons that I've said in past episodes. He's a better athlete. I think he can make more plays. Don't judge Fields off of that poor performance last week against the Browns. I blame the offensive line much more than I blame Fields for that one. But whether it's Fields or whether it's Dalton, I like the Bears at home mostly because of their defense. I think this is going to be a get-right, get-going game for the Bears. I will take the Bears minus three over the Lions. Next up, there's one more game in the one o'clock window that I like, and I like the New Orleans Saints playing at home against the Giants. This is the first true home game for the Saints this year. They were home week one against the Packers, but because of the storms, that game was played in Florida as opposed to in New Orleans, so this will be their first game in the Dome. Their first game back, that crowd is going to be nuts and crazy like they always are, even more so than usual because their first game was played in a different location. They're going to be amped up and ready to go for this one. That's going to be a nightmare situation for Daniel Jones and the Giants offense, which is already very bad as it is. They were awful last year on offense. They've been just as bad this year. It was thought maybe they'd be better this year with Saquon Barkley coming back and signing Kenny Galladay in the offseason so far to this point. That has not been the case. They're still only scoring about 18 points per game so far. To make things worse for their offense, both Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are probably not going to play in this game. I expect a huge day from the Saints defense. The Giants offense is bad. The game is in the dome in New Orleans. The Giants are missing some players. The Giants are not going to be able to run the ball. The Saints run defense is excellent. It has been for a long time. It was that way that last year. This year they're only allowing about 60 rushing yards per game so far. So very good rushing defense for the Saints. I think they're going to shut down the Giants offense completely in this one. And that is definitely going to 
be the Saints' key to victory. On offense, I mean, Kamara should have a big game like he usually does. And as long as Jameis doesn't throw a bunch of interceptions, which it is Jameis Winston and he can do that, I don't think that's going to be the case in this one. The Giants' defense has not been as good this year so far as it was last year. The Giants are still 0-3. I think they're going to move to 0-4 after this one. Big game from the Saints' defense in their first game in New Orleans of this season. Laying seven points, I'm going to lay it. I think they win big. I think they win easily by double digits. Give me the Saints minus seven. Moving on now to the afternoon slate of games. The Denver Broncos are at home to take on the Baltimore Ravens. The Broncos are undefeated so far this year. They are 3-0, so that's impressive by the Broncos. They've done it a lot with their defense. Their defense is very good. They got Von Miller back this year, which is, of course, an upgrade to their good defense from last year. The only knock on the Broncos is that they haven't really beaten anybody yet. Their three wins are against the Jets, the Giants, and the Jaguars, which are like three of the bottom five teams in the NFL. Look, it's not their fault that they've played bad teams so far. They have taken care of business and won all three of those games, but I'm just not exactly sure yet what the Broncos are because they did win all three, but they didn't win against anybody noteworthy, and they weren't exactly dominant in most of those games either. They did beat the Jets 26 to nothing last week at home. That's impressive, of course, but the Jets are just a disaster right now. While the Ravens, they do currently sit at 2-1, and one. they very well could be 3-0. and oh. They lost week one to the Raiders in overtime. They pretty much had that game in hand until Lamar Jackson fumbled the ball twice in the fourth quarter. Those two turnovers cost the Ravens the game, and the Raiders ultimately won in overtime. They followed it up in week two with a big victory over the Kansas City Chiefs, and then they had that miraculous Justin Tucker record-setting field goal to beat the Lions in week three. So the Ravens have looked pretty good. They haven't looked as good as they have in the last couple of years, but they are getting things done. They've gotten to 2-1. and one. They could be 3-0 and oh if not for those turnovers in Game 1. Look, I just think all around that the Ravens are a better team top to bottom than the Broncos right now. I think that the Ravens, as they always do against everybody, they're going to have a little bit of success running the football, though right now the Broncos' rush defense is very good. They're only allowing 59 yards per game on the grounds. But again, that's against the Jaguars, Jets, and Giants not against a team like the Ravens. So I think that number is going to go up a lot this week after the Ravens kind of do their thing and run the ball as they always do. I think that the game is in Denver and Denver has a good defense. I do think that this will be a pretty close game. The line is actually at even money right now. It's even money for either side, minus 110 money line, whether you take the Broncos or the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to go on the road. They're going to get it done. They're going to move to three and one by being able to run the ball a little bit. They are the better team in my opinion than the Broncos so though the game is being played in Denver I will be taking Ravens money line over the Broncos next up is one of the biggest games of the week and it is between two of the five undefeated teams still remaining and that is the LA Rams and the Arizona Cardinals a huge matchup for that NFC West division which is an absolutely loaded division all four of these teams expect to make the playoffs this year all four of these teams think that they can win this division best division in football right now is the NFC West. So this matchup between the two undefeateds, the Rams and the Cardinals, is a very important one for those division standings. This one definitely has potential to be an absolute shootout. The Cardinals and the Rams are two of the top three scoring teams in the NFL so far this season. Matthew Stafford 
and Kyler Murray are both playing like MVPs to this point of the season. I think both offenses are going to put up some points. Should be a shootout in this one. The Rams are, of course, coming off of a huge win over the defending champion Tampa Bay Bucks. That was a huge victory for the Rams in their quest to possibly try to win the one seed in the NFC. They believe that they're the best team in the conference, especially after that big win over the Bucks. The Arizona Cardinals have won two of their three games on the road, and they've also won two of their three games by double digits as well, so they are rolling right now. They look very good. The Cardinals offense is insane right now. They're averaging 445 yards a game to this point. Kyler Murray looks electric. I said before this season, I'm very high on Kyler Murray. I think he's going to have an excellent year. I called him one of the dark horse candidates to possibly win the MVP. Through three games, he is playing like that. This is a huge one here, going out to LA to play the Rams in this divisional match. If he can put up a big performance in this one, he will really be throwing his name into that early conversation for NFL MVP, both passing the ball and running the ball. He does both of them very, very well. And I do think he's going to find a way to get it done against this Rams team. I just feel that the Cardinals are going to go on the road. I think they have a very good chance to win this game. The points are four and a half right now that they're giving to the Cardinals on the road. I like that a lot. Again, I do think that the Cardinals are going to win this game if I was picking it straight up, but I think it's going to be by like a field goal either way, whether it's the Rams or the Cardinals. So with the spread giving us four and a half, I do like that four and a half points for the Cardinals, and that's the play I'm going to be making on this game. The third and final game that I like in the later window on Sunday is a team that I just can't get away from. I like them more than most people do right now. I like them more than most people did before the season. Everybody's very down on this team, but I still believe that they're going to figure it out and find a way to make the playoffs, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I get it. Their offense has been a disaster through three games. They're only scoring about 16 and a half points per game. That's very bad. They still can't run the ball. Their offensive line still can't block. Their bright spot on offense has kind of been their rookie running back, Najee Harris, especially in the passing game. He leads all running backs in the NFL in passing targets right now, so he's been a good contributor in that sense. He's dominated all the snaps and touches in their backfield. He is the number one guy there by far, and I think he can have a big game against this Packers defense. The Packers defense is always an issue when it comes to stopping the run. That's kind of been their Achilles heel as a team for a couple of years now. I think Najee Harris can possibly get things rolling on the ground in this one. Maybe the Steelers can finally figure out their rushing game a little bit that they've been missing for way too long. I mean, their defense always shows up. Their defense puts the pressure on. They're going to have a tough task, of course, facing Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. But I'm going to believe in the rookie running back, Najee Harris, in this one to get things going and believe that the Steelers' defense can do just enough to stop Aaron Rodgers from scoring too many points. I think that the Steelers can keep this game close, keep this one interesting. It's a situation where, again, everybody's off the Steelers right now. They think that the Steelers are going downhill, downhill fast, and that their season's going to be a disaster. This would be a huge win for them to kind of right the ship and take some of the pressure off of them and get them back going in the right direction. I'm not sure that they're going to win this game. I think that they can win this game. This is kind of my upset special pick of the week. I think that the Steelers are actually going to go into Green Bay and beat the Packers. They are six and a half point dogs. I'm definitely taking the points. I think they can at least keep it close. My upset pick of the week is Steelers over Packers. But in terms of play that I'll be making, I'll take the points. Give me Steelers plus 6.5. Okay, I do have one more play this week. But before I get to it, I do have to mention Sunday Night Football. I'm skipping it from a betting perspective. 
This is obviously a huge game with Tom Brady returning to New England for the first time. All the history there. You know all the storylines. I don't have to go through them. It's probably the most highly anticipated NFL regular season game in NFL history. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy that game for what it is. I will not be making a play on the game, but I'll surely be watching. It's a really awesome story to go watch that game on Sunday night. So while I will be passing on Sunday night football, I will not be passing on Monday night football. The Raiders are going to LA to take on the Chargers. The Raiders have had an interesting season so far. They do sit at 3-0 right now. It took them two overtimes to get to 3-0. A lot of drama, a lot of late heroics. I mentioned their week one win over the Ravens where Lamar fumbled the ball twice in the fourth quarter, which really cost them the game. In week three, they had to go to overtime to beat the Miami Dolphins with Jacoby Brissett getting the start for the Dolphins. So it's been a rocky three games for the Raiders, but to their credit, they have found a way to come out of those rocky three games, a perfect 3-0. So they are undefeated so far. This is a tough one for them. The LA Chargers have looked great as well through three games. They beat the Washington football team in week one on the road. That was a good win. And then in week two, they had a tough game with the Dallas Cowboys. That one went all the way down to the wire, went back and forth. It was a well-played game by the Chargers, a game that either of those two teams could have won. The Chargers did lose the game to the Cowboys. And then in week three, they followed it up by going to Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City and defeating the division rival Kansas City Chiefs. Huge victory in that one. The Chargers look really good right now, in particular their offense and their young quarterback Justin Herbert. That passing game is working. He finds Keenan Allen all the time, especially on third downs. Keenan Allen is his go-to guy, and then Mike Williams is his red zone and touchdown guy. Big target who can jump through the roof. The passing game looking very, very good for the Chargers. Their defense is a little bit underrated. They've given up a lot of rushing yards this season, but I think that their defense is better than they have been statistically. I am not a big fan of the Raiders' offense or their defense. Their offense has been unbelievable. They're putting up almost 500 yards a game right now. They're the number one offense in football. They're passing it all over the place. Derek Carr averaging over 400 passing yards per game. That is obviously very impressive. I think it's a little bit of a fluke to this point. I don't think that's something that's sustainable for Derek Carr. I don't think 3-0 really tells the story of what the Raiders' season has looked like so far. I think this is a tough ask for them against a very good Chargers team who's going to be competitive in the AFC Conference this year. I like the Chargers at home to get this one done and to give the Raiders their first loss of the season. The spread sits at three and a half. I wish it was more like three or two and a half. I'll still lay the three and a half with the Chargers. I am worried about that hook. That half a point does worry me a little bit. I'm going to lay it anyway. Give me the Chargers minus 3.5 on Monday Night Football. Okay, so that wraps up my week four picks. Just to give them to you one more time, there are six of them. Bears minus three, Saints minus seven, Ravens money line, Cardinals plus 4.5, Steelers plus 6.5, and Chargers minus 3.5. Those are my six plays for NFL week four. Trying to get back into the win column after a bad week three where we went one and four, bringing us to nine and 12 on the season. Hopefully next week when we're reviewing this week, we're talking about how we had a huge week and we're back in the positive. We will see how that plays out with these six picks. I hope you join me for that episode next week when 
it gets here. In the meantime, you can check out all that great stuff that I talked about in the beginning of the episode. LaTourain.com. Use promo code AHS at checkout for 10% off your order. Go to Pick'emWars.com. Free-to-play contests, real cash prizes, and make sure you check out the Rave on Sports app to follow all of the NFL action live. Also, make sure you are following me on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Twitter in particular is where I'm the most up-to-date with all of my stuff. The handle for both of them is at Adam Hull Sports. Make sure you follow me there. You can check out some appearances that I've had on other podcasts. You can go to YouTube and look up Mamba's Legacy. Their podcast on YouTube, I appeared on an NFC East breakdown episode of their podcast. You can find me there. And then on this Sunday morning for NFL Week 4, Sunday morning at 9 a.m., I am appearing live on the Take It to the Hizzy YouTube show. They go live at 9 a.m. Sunday. It'll be a live stream on YouTube. The recording will be available for view later after it's live. Again, take it to the hizzy on YouTube, 9 a.m. Eastern time. I will be appearing. I hope you check out all of that great stuff that I've offered you here. I hope you come back next week and check out the NFL week five episode of this podcast. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening.